there. Welcome to Self Talk. back to another episode of Self-Talk, a podcast where we explore the way that we talk to ourselves. Mostly I'm talking to myself and I'll talk a little bit about myself, but I'm also talking about how you talk to yourself. Oh my God, why did I come up with a name where I use the word self-talk so many times? So this week I would like to talk about something that is very, maybe not near and dear to my heart, but something that has a pretty big impact on my life and may have a big impact on your life. And that is self-sabotage. Very sibilance. Yeah, self-sabotage. I am someone who gets in my own way a lot. I put up roadblocks that don't need to be there. And I know a lot of other people do this. So it's something that I figured would be kind of timely for me to talk about with that stuff that's kind of going on in my life. But just kind of nice to talk about in general. Maybe nice isn't the right word. So we're going to get a little deep here. And I may be oversharing, but you know what? Sometimes you got to share to let other people know that maybe they're not alone in their feelings. Or maybe really I am the only one who feels this way. I don't think so. The question this week is, why do we stop ourselves from doing something? Or why do we put up these roadblocks or barriers to success. Why Why do we do that? And there are a couple different answers, maybe many different answers, depending on who you are. A lot of times the base of that desire to get in your own way and that inner critic that just ugh, gets in your way and keeps you from doing the things that maybe you originally thought were exciting and cool. The reason is a lot of times trying to avoid pain or prevent yourself from feeling fear. So as someone who is a super, super, super anxious person, it's really easy to fall into the trap of wanting to avoid things that make me anxious, of wanting to avoid things that provoke that fight or flight response or that just ugh, wave of fear and panic within me. A lot of times that's because I'm an anxious person, that is not kind of the actual way that I should be responding to something. It's not the healthy way to respond to something. So my anxiety is a big, 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 big source of self-sabotage and getting in my own dang way. I'd like to break down the cycle that I go through because it may be something that you go through as well. So the first part of the cycle is most of the time it feels like it's the best part, but it can get a little bit discouraging after a, a number of repetitions is the finding something that's exciting and something that's interesting. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's a person that you've met. Maybe it's a goal that you're working on or just an opportunity that's been presented to you. So let's say you have the opportunity to be interviewed for a new job position and that's really exciting and a really big deal for you. But it's also kind of terrifying because you might not get that job. The interview might go really poorly or someone else might do a better job than you. And so that's where the kind of doubt and fear and worry and the way of trying to protect yourself from pain comes in. And so that's the first part. 
or like with a relationship, if you meet somebody and you're, you're going out with them for the first time, you have that feeling of, or at least maybe not you, but I do, the feeling of, well, oh God, what if I screw everything up? What if like they just absolutely hate me? What if they're terrible and I'm like a total jerk? What if they're a murderer? Um, so it's taking something that should be exciting and kind of invoke a, lot, a feeling of potential and excitement and something new. It can almost automatically, depending on how much you self-sabotage, can turn into something negative or something to worry about. So that's the first part of the cycle. Something cool comes along, but oh shit, it's also kind of scary. And uh, maybe I can't deal with that. And the second part of it for me is worrying about that situation. So we kind of already delved into that a little bit, but some of the most common questions that I have or worries that I have are, well, how is this going to impact my life? Do I really have the time or energy for this? Is it the right time for me to be doing this? Uh, or maybe not even a question, but that inner critic or inner judge will say something like, you'll probably just screw this up and you'll fail and it will make you end up feeling less happy and bad about yourself. So oh, maybe this isn't a good thing. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Oh, there's a lot of things to worry about with this. I don't, I don't know if I can do it. So with that job promotion thing, like, well, what if I don't like it if I get that job? What if they think that I do such a bad job with my job interview that they'll never consider me for another position? They'll never give me a promotion. Do I really have the energy to be, to take on that new role? Do I really, oh, you're probably just going to screw this up and then you're just going to make things worse for yourself, which come on, that's ridiculous. You can't go into it with that but it's so easy to get wrapped up in those thoughts. So then from there, the worst step, potentially the worst, is when you take those fears and those worries and they manifest into rejecting that idea or the actual self-sabotaging behavior. So that could be procrastinating. That's a big, 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 big one for me. So like I have to get ready for something. There's something really important to me that I need to get done okay, well, maybe I'll just like spend five hours farting around on YouTube and feeling kind of horrible and anxious the whole time that I'm doing it, but I can't possibly work on my stuff. That's getting in my own way, even though I know as I'm doing it and I'm not really getting any enjoyment from what I'm doing and that I'm getting in my own way of accomplishing something. So tonight I'm recording on a different day than I usually do. And I had this moment where I thought, uh, you don't need to go do that. You can do that tomorrow. But no, I can't. I have so much stuff that I need to get done. And this is really important to me. So I need to get in there and just record. I, luckily, I didn't sabotage myself for that. But I was able to identify that I was starting to slide down that slope of, uh, just do it later. It's okay. Future Emily will take care of it. Nor like future Emily will be horribly overwhelmed and then we'll have horrible burnout and then we'll stop doing anything that we wanted to do. So rejecting that offer or idea or whatever it is, the person that asked you out, canceling the date, that's one that I have definitely, definitely done before as I've gotten too anxious and too nervous about the potential of meeting a stranger and them finding me repulsive and or me finding them repulsive. I don't know. I just, whatever it was, I would cancel because I just couldn't deal with it. And well, that's terrible. That's terrible both for you and then if there's somebody else involved, it's kind of really shitty for them. You can almost convince yourself with those worries and the self-sabotage that, well, maybe I don't really want this. Maybe 
maybe I'm happier without it. So maybe, you know what? I don't really think I want that job promotion. I mean, sure, maybe it would have been good for me. It would have been good for my career. I would have made more money. It would have given me more creative license. But, you know, I don't know if I really need that in my life right now. And I probably, I probably, I don't need that. Maybe something better will come up in the future. Yeah, but this is just not the right time. And so that rejection of it, you almost convince yourself that that worry is the better option and the not doing anything is the better option. And it's very rare that if something is exciting and interesting, has potential for you to begin with, that it's not going to be worth trying. If somebody asks you out or you ask somebody out and you're there's a reason why that happened. And if you say yes to that, or they say yes to you asking them out, there's a reason why you're attracted to that person or you think they're interesting. Just because you're worried and anxious, you don't actually need to reject the whole idea wholesale. Like there's a reason why you wanted to do this. So maybe identifying that reason can kind of be part of it. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but yeah. So you reject it. And then this next thing, or the last part of the cycle before we repeat is that maybe the next thing, maybe the next thing that comes up is going to be the one that was meant to be. Yeah, no, this job is, it's not the right time for me to do this. It's not, this one isn't good. There'll be another one. The next one will be better. That's the one that I really need to do. Or, yeah, no, this guy's not really the right guy for me. I don't, yeah, I'll find somebody else eventually. This This is not meant to be. But how do you know that? You know, like, how do you know? There's no way to know. And you will never know. And then you get into regret and disappointment and feeling worse about yourself if you compound all of those rejections of these opportunities into never doing anything and just staying at home and never experiencing anything in life, whether it's failure or success. You're just kind of in stasis and not really living your life. And that's something that I've been working on as an adult. It's not been that long ago since I started with this, working on not just being in a holding pattern. If there's something I want, I got to go do it. And even if it's terrifying to me, it ha- I have to do it. And it's a real big struggle with certain things, but, you know, it makes me a better and happier person. And honestly, at this point in my life, rather have the bizarre weird experience and be able to tell somebody a story of how I failed miserably than I would to say, oh yeah, well, they offered me that job, like they offered me an interview for that, but I I turned it down. Like that doesn't make a good story. A better one would be like, yeah, well, I went into that job interview and I just, man, I tanked it. I was like, oh God, it was so embarrassing. I sweat through my shirt and I just couldn't think of any words to say. And then I just started meowing like a cat and it just so embarrassing like that whole idea of the the passage of time making kind of our traumatic experiences a little bit more comedic or maybe not trauma but our our mistakes or our mishaps or our embarrassments into something that's a little bit more amusing and I'd rather be able to tell whoever is in my future in my life all these ridiculous things that I did and all the nonsense that I got up to than have nothing to tell And so maybe if you're somebody that keeps self-sabotaging, remind yourself. Live your fucking life. Live your life. Do what you can do. And I know I'm cursing, but it's because I'm kind of yelling at myself and my inner voice and my inner saboteur. So yes, that's the cycle. And so with this, the goal is to break that cycle and figure out the point where you can stop it. 
from occurring over and over and over again. You're kind of wrapping yourself up in a web of that just kind of tightens. The more you practice this self-sabotage, the harder it is going to be to break it. And I know this. I'm a very avoidant person. The more I avoid something, the more I'm going to avoid it. And the harder it is going to be to stop avoiding it. Because that web that you just weave around yourself just tightens and crushes you in until you can't move at all. And at that point, even if I wanted to move, I can't because I'm so constrained by the emotional barriers and containments that I've put around myself. But honestly, I don't think it's ever too late to break free. It just might be harder. This whole thing, at its core, is self-protection. Nobody wants to feel pain, whether it's physical or emotional pain. Nobody wants a lot of stress or to feel bad about themselves or to feel judged or whatever. Nobody wants to get hurt. Well, I mean, maybe they do, but (laughs) Um, not in kind of like a traumatic or very negative way. People don't want that. It's reasonable that you would want to avoid that. But it's when that fear is so strong that you just can't do anything that it becomes kind of more of a problem. With the cycle that I've identified, I am able to find where I'm going over the point of no return is when I let the worries turn into rejection of the thing that I wanted to do. For me, I have to figure out how to stop and address those worries and think through them as logically as possible and try to address the opposite side of the coin. What I like to do is either journal or even just talk aloud to myself. Hey, what a shock. I like talking to myself out loud. It's nice when all you have is your dog. She won't judge you too much. At least I don't think she will. Oh God, she's on the floor. She's so cute. So the first part is either journaling or speaking aloud putting some kind of substance behind what the voice in your head is telling you, that critic or that saboteur that is making you worry about something and making you feel like maybe maybe it's not a good idea, maybe I shouldn't do it, getting in your way of trying to do something that is a good opportunity or a good idea or something that just makes you excited or happy deep down. I allow myself to think through as many what-ifs as I want to. I'm definitely a big what-if person or, well, the problem is person. I just let them happen. I don't try to fight it because I know personally I can't fight that. If you get into kind of a negative spiral and you're being really self-critical, you can't just say, no, I'm done. I don't think these things anymore. I don't feel them anymore. They're gone. There's no way to dismiss them. And sometimes by listening and then letting go of something, it's going to be more productive than trying to shut it down and just shut it out. Because it's in your head. You can't shut it out. It's there. It's part of who you are. So I write it down, whatever you want. And you're thinking, oh, Emily, are you going to like take a bonfire and you're going to like tear them up and then shred them and then do like a ritual over them? Well, maybe if that's something that's meaningful to you, sure, do that. I don't personally do that, but I instead, I just have it there and I acknowledge that that's how I'm feeling. And then I will do the opposite. So I approach the situation from the opposite angle and then I think, okay, well, if I don't do this thing, what am I losing out on? What will I not get to experience if things do go well? If I go through this opportunity and it ends up being something really great, 
what are those great things that I'm going to not be able to experience because I don't do it or I don't go for it? What pain am I causing myself by not trying? How am I hurting myself by avoiding this? And really trying to unpack what I would regret and what emotional toll it would have on me if I hold myself back. So that way, I have a better picture of what it is and I don't just let myself get bogged down by the what ifs and the worries of what will happen if I do it, I try it and I fail. And I get the view of what will happen if I don't try it and if I had succeeded. A lot of times with these kind of things, it's 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 tough to be an optimist, but essentially you may go through that process and come out from it with overwhelming negatives, overwhelming worries or fears that it's going to be horrible if you do that. And maybe that's a sign that you're not ready for that. And that's okay. It's okay if you really genuinely come to the conclusion that this is not the right thing for you. Because that's a possibility. Not every opportunity is for you. But you're probably only going to be able to identify that if you also go from the opposite direction. The whole thing about talking about getting a job, going in for that opportunity that you might have, putting yourself on the line and, and trying to go for it. Okay, well, I've already thought of all the terrible things that can happen if I don't get the job and I try for it. But what about all the good things that would happen that I'd be missing out on? More creative liberties with this imaginary job? More money, which would make my life more stable. I'd be able to spend my money and invest it and be able to feel more secure in my future. I would be missing out on the opportunities to grow and to continue to thrive in my career. So I'm talking about jobs because that's much easier for me to think objectively about. If we were talking about this whole thing from the perspective of dating and trying to find a romantic partner... Oh man, it's so much easier said than done for me. I have to fight, man, I have to fight. The urge to not go on a date or the urge to just stay a hermit and never leave my home and never try to open myself up to any kind of romantic entanglements is so overwhelming because at my core, I'm scared. It's scary. I've been able to develop my identity as somebody who is single and somebody who is self-sufficient and independent. And I haven't had the best luck with relationships in the past. I haven't felt super fulfilled by them. And I've also felt rejected by people. All of that compounds into, well, no, it's just not worth doing. And at the root of all of it are these terrible thoughts. For me, all of that stuff comes down to the feelings of, I'm just at my core, I'm not a lovable person, and that I'm not attractive. And the idea of somebody finding me attractive or lovable is absurd. That I'm too anxious and weird and emotional and fat and just fill in the blank for anyone to ever be interested in being with me. And other things have all compounded into a 31-year-old woman who at her core a lot of times feels like she is unlovable and not attractive and not appealing to anyone. And the thought of somebody else finding her attractive or interesting or not just a horrible, weird pariah is absurd and off-putting. And that's some heavy shit to deal with. I have to fight against that a lot. 
And if I think about it, the most wonderful, amazing creature in the universe loves me, like hardcore loves me. So I can't, I really can't be unlovable. It's just, you can get trapped though by those, those horrible feelings and the horrible critic that tells you that you are not worthy of something or that you are deficient. And so in order to move past this and be able to break the cycle, I recommend that you make some affirmations for whatever the main issue is that you're trying to work through, the main thing that you've been sabotaging yourself with. So it could be procrastination, it could be not putting yourself out there on dates, it could be not putting yourself out there uh, with your career. And so you're going to try to take those root thoughts that I was just discussing. I'm unlovable, I'm unattractive, I don't deserve love all of that kind of stuff. And you're going to have to repeat these affirmations to yourself over and over and over again, but write down ones. They don't necessarily have to be the opposite, but they need to try to be the counter argument to what those horrible negative thoughts are saying. So for me, the ones that I use a lot are, I deserve love. I have people in my life that love and care about me. Another really big one for me is that being alone does not reflect my self-worth. If I'm alone, that has no impact on my worth as a human being. I am valid and whole on my own. I'm attractive. There, I said it. I'm attractive. Ugh. Maybe not to everybody, but I'm attractive. And my quirks are what make me the awesome person that I am. Finally, and this is something that you can use no matter what, and I want you to say this to yourself anytime that stupid voice in your head is being a jerk or an internet troll is bothering you or just somebody making you feel crappy and trying to dim your awesomeness. You need to remind yourself, I don't need the approval and validation of others to be whole. You are the most important person for validating yourself. If you search for validation and worth from other people, you're going to end up feeling empty and hurt. You may temporarily get that recognition or that feeling, but if somebody says something mean about you or somebody rejects you, it's going to be infinitely more difficult to handle. But if you can derive self-worth from who you are and how you feel about yourself and what you value about yourself and not base it on any other bullshit that anyone else thinks because their opinion doesn't matter and what they think of you does not determine who you are as a person. So my challenge to you going forward is to try to face head on whatever triggers are causing you to self-sabotage or get in your own way. It doesn't have to be anything monumental. It doesn't have to be like you're crippling feeling like no one will love you. It doesn't have to be that extreme. And trying to break that cycle, replace those critical negative thoughts with positive affirmations and ultimately remember that even if something's scary and even if you fail you did it and you tried and that experience in itself is valuable don't get in your own way don't dim the light that you have to shine out into the world Thank you so much for listening again this week. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. This one was a little bit more serious than other ones, but it's something that's really been on my mind a lot. And I hope maybe some of it has been useful. I probably overshared a little bit, but who cares? It's my podcast. I can do whatever the heck I want. If you have any thoughts or feelings about that, you can feel free to email me. I have my email in the episode notes. 
You can also give it a like or share it with somebody if you think that it applies to them. Or just really keep on listening, keep on being awesome, remind yourself that you are worthy and valuable as a human being, even if you fail, even if somebody rejects you, you are still a pretty amazing person, and that doesn't determine your worth as a person. I hope you have an excellent week, and I will talk to you next time.